Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. And now... Shut up and sit down. Hey guys, it's Brandon, and welcome to Geekologist Radio. We're going to take you into our gaming systems, and we're going to ride our hype train into the future. Our crew for tonight's cast includes myself, and how about you, Chris? Yep, I'm here, Damien's here, Silver's here, Jeff's here. Let's get it started. Let's do this. I am? (laughs) So, let's talk Destiny 2 Beta. When Cajun and Damien were talking about it last week, they had, what, a half a day, maybe a day in? Puny Xbox players. Uh, as far as us PS4 players, uh, we we had uh, a day day jump start on this full day. What were your thoughts uh, overall about the beta? And by the way, they extended it by an extra day, correct? They extended it till till Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. So so two days. Two days. So two days that they, they stress test this. I didn't get a chance to go into the open area. Um, so I didn't get a chance to play on Sunday at all. So thoughts, concerns, things you liked, things you didn't like. I stayed inside the farm, which is the new social space on that they opened up on Sunday for about three and a half hours. Wow. Exploring every little nook and cranny of it. Also, um, my wife wasn't able to be home at that time when it was open and active because it was only open and active for about an hour and that was it. And then they closed it. So I stayed in there as long as I could just so that way when she got home from work, she could actually go in and check it all out. Um, but so once you were in, you were in, you like, you, you could stay in there for, yeah, I was literally the only person in my instance of the farm for about two hours of that. Nice. So you're, you're playing soccer with yourself. Basically. Yes. I don't even know how many goals I scored. I found a few hidden areas, um, like wall glitches, kind of like what we have in Those the are wall right glitches. Now. Those are where Zura's at. Well, they might be. <laughs> so there's a spot right behind the uh, Cryptarch little tent area that you can actually wall glitch into and see just an empty, hidden, boxed-in room. Cool things like that. So I want to agree with Damien for last week. This wasn't a beta. This was just basically a demo. This was yeah. a de- this was a demo yeah. of a PvP area, a PvE area, and you got to see uh, that space, that social space that you were in. This was way be under under uh, what a beta would be for right. sure they, I, I think they went overboard in d1 and vanilla and so they wanted to try to cut this a little bit just give everybody a quick taste the thing of it is is it's very much like d1 like this is destiny this reminds me of just an expansion pack this is just a, a higher grade expansion pack of destiny from what i played jeff so i played the mission the starting mission uh when i got on there and I liked it. It was fun. I played a hunter, uh, which whenever I've played Destiny, that's what I've played. And it was pretty fun. Uh, it The thing that I like about Destiny is that it feels like how old school Halo was. Like Bungie's just really good at making a fluid shooter uh, with fluid controls and not choppy at all. So that if I had somebody to play with, I'd probably play it. But... Um, I've never really had somebody to do that with, so I've just never really jumped now in. Now you have a bunch of us. Yeah, play you with play me. Uprising, there's a ton of guys and gals that are up at like 2 in the morning when you are technically up. So like you will have a ton of people <laughs> that are available and ready to, to raid or play whenever you want But ask to. Jeff how long I've been waiting to play Friday the 13th with him. 
I know. Uh, my schedule changes all the time. Like I try to say I'm a night owl, but I have to wake up at four thirty when I'm when I'm working, so it doesn't really work out too well for me. <laughs> so there were some glitches with some of the supers with some of the with any of the characters. You could glitch onto this the I'm gonna call it a speeder. It's a pike. I know what it is. <laughs> uh, and you can glitch a super. The major complaint was the underwhelming power of a grenade and the recharge that it took yeah. in order to get that grenade. And also the version or how long it took to get a super while you're playing in PvP. That was the biggest complaint, yep. which those are easy fixes. Des- uh, Bungie can listen and just, if they upped it by 10 seconds on the grenade and upped it by 10 seconds on the super, they could change that entire game. Uh, the one thing that people did like was the the power of the air quotes SMG, which Cajun and and he talked about last week. They were there was a little debate over what an SMG was versus Destiny One. But Fouts, were there any complaints from you on in your playing time on what you thought could or could not be fixed, or what you liked about it? Um, my biggest complaint was the grenade respawn time, whether it's PVE or PVP. Both of them seem extremely drawn out i honestly if you take uh, cut it down to three quarters of what it actually is i think it'd be just about right i know that a lot of people complained that the grenades weren't a single kill i don't think it needs to be um i think that was good the smg isn't an smg to me it's just an auto rifle with that's very fast firing like what they were talking about last week being like a doctor and passing type weapon it's the the SMG is it's it's a range it, it's it's the range at because you can't shoot like an assault rifle you can shoot a long a, a good distance away and and get some crazy kills with it but the SMG you can melt people as long as you're up close but you got to be within about shotgun range to be able to melt people which is exactly what Doctor De Passing was so basically mm-hmm. all they did was like you guys were talking about last week was take the auto rifle and split into two categories, SMG versus assault rifle, or auto rifle. Which is basically what they did because originally they wanted to have right. the SMG in Destiny and they put it in as an assault rifle instead. So, yeah, I, I, now, I agree. I, I did spend about two hours um, at the in the strike, not doing the strike, but just exploring around the planet of Nessus. And they had a lot of cool things in there. A lot of it, you can tell, was fake blocks fake walls that they put in so that way you couldn't go to this area or that area mm-hmm. and you can tell that just by looking at the way the graphics were that something was just off about it like it was just a quick patch job where they just threw something in there to prevent you from going anywhere farther that way jeff yeah uh, going back to the cooldowns uh for a second sorry uh the cooldowns were i feel like they were almost overwatch status uh for the length in it and lackluster like for for the power mm-hmm. for sure like uh also with the uh reticle on the sniper rifle i guess it's it might be i don't know if that was how how small it was in the uh, in destiny one i don't remember it being that small but it was it was super 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 tiny and with only having four uh four bullets it doesn't seem like it it's really worth even having, even though it does a lot of damage and somebody that's really good with it will destroy you. Uh, I couldn't see me using it too much, and I like sniping. I think the biggest complaints on the PvP side were from 
streamers because this makes it more difficult in order to carry somebody in a PvP match, especially with the 4v4. The fact that supers only pop once means that you can't just take people out in one kill. And the grenades that you were talking about, Fouts, can't take people out in one kill. So now it becomes more of a 2v1 game. And you, because of four players, it's you have to get the jump on somebody. You have to get a pop, 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 and at least take them halfway down. And then have somebody else take out the rest. And it makes it more difficult for those players to carry people in these matches. It becomes more of a team-based game rather than an individual game. And what that does is it jams up a lot of streamers in the process. I know one thing I did notice though with like like I talked about it last week was that with the four v four, I was I was frustrated with missing the bigger team games, but the four v four did feel good playing the modes that we had access to. I never got to do the new mode. I only got to do the new control or the capture flag or whatever. I, I never actually got a chance to do the new version of what what is it called. Um, I, I literally played five hours. I wanted to I wanted to play as little as possible. I wanted to get a feel of what the game was at, and that was it. Yeah, I did the strike a couple times. Played probably made three or four PvP matches. Did the homecoming mission five times, three times on PlayStation, twice on Xbox, and then I went back to Diablo three. I burned myself out on vanilla, and so that, and and when I first played it, I was gone for a good four months. So I didn't want to do that this time around. And I felt like this was just again a test. It was just like yeah. play play one mode, play one mode. It was a server and test. I, I tried all it was. I tried all three characters on their super, which is why I played the homecoming on all three characters, just so I could play with the super a little bit. But exactly. I could care less. I could care less about the spire mission and all that other stuff. It was it, the PvP I did just so that I could have a say on what it was like compared to because everybody's complaining. So I'm like, all right, let me see what this is about. I'm not a really big PvP player, but I'll try it out anyway. And again, it felt like Destiny. Which is not a knock on it, in it, but it's not. Uh, it, I don't know. It's not revolutionary. It's not revolutionary. I, if you're gonna, the reason why Destiny was the way Destiny was is because it was on Xbox 360 and it was also on PS3. The fact that it didn't take a huge leap says to me that you know they were nervous about making huge steps because they didn't want to break something that wasn't broken. But at the same time, they they're not going to where you know Legend of Zelda was at. So Breath of the Wild is. So they just basically kept it the way yeah, it see is. That, well, that was going to be my question because see, we but know that Halo. we know that. Well, no, we know that this Destiny has a lot of people from NCSoft behind it because mm-hmm. they picked up a bunch of those. I was going to actually ask Brandon, how does the social space compare to Guild Wars Two? Did it feel Guild Wars Two like? Because I didn't get a chance to go around it, but from not pictures, from pictures, it seemed like it looked a little no, bit not like even Guild Wars. close. Really, it's, it's no. So it I, I mean, the linear. size is hugely different huge difference in size like the farm to me felt like the size of the tower and the reef put together oh that's that's so i mean it was bigger but it wasn't the size of something like uh one of the main towns in guild wars 2 at all not even close okay and they talked about 50 to 60 cutscenes. I mean, Silver, you could talk about Persona 5. I mean, uh, 50 yeah. to 60 cutscenes is like just a, like a day in Persona 5. Like, I mean, so if that. <laughs> yeah, so the fact that they're talking about 50 or 60 cutscenes, I mean, yeah, it gives you a little more story, but that's compared to other games, that's not a lot. Like, it's not, we're not talking a ton. So but it's a big deal for Destiny. It's no I, I guess, Gear but Solid I mean, 4. yeah, right? Metal mm-hmm. Gear, because that's, that's the basis of it. 
So the, we're gonna the comparison for that um, Destiny One plus every single expansion made mm-hmm. only had fifty cutscenes. Okay, so it's the same. So all the of those base game of yeah. Destiny Two has fifty five cutscenes. I, I believe it what it was. So you're gonna get a lot more story. They've listened to the group. We'll see if that story actually means anything. Just because they're putting story in a cutscene doesn't mean we're actually going to care about it. So we'll we'll see what that's about. Uh, the the initial homecoming was the only. I, I'll give you my one complaint about the homecoming is the fact that I had to play it in order to get to all three characters. I wanted to play all three characters. It would have been nice if I'd played once and then it's like okay, well you opened up Hunter, blah blah blah, you know titan and warlock and you can play on all three at any given time the fact that i had to replay that all the time was kind of annoying listen my complaint was that i was waiting for spider-man to come out and save my ass and he never came out ah. that was a horrible Jesus. joke yes it was listen she's already calling you out it's only her second episode <laughs> so Fortnite. she's getting let's, let's talk floor. let's talk about Fortnite. all right brandon and i can talk Fortnite. um this game so Coming into this game, I had so many views of what this was going to be, how it was going to play, and Epic really did a great job on creating, like, they took things from other genres, but the six years of, of work, aside from some server issues, there is some, some, you do hit some hiccups in the servers, but the six years of time that they spent, you actually get to see it in this game, like, it's... One, it's huge. Like, I thought it was, like, this smaller thing, and I was going to be okay with it being smaller-based, and then you just level up, you know, a couple of your characters, and then you just do wave-based combat. The game is huge. The The amount of depth in building different structures and things like that, The game and the game holds your hand a little bit like this. It'll go, and you'll find structures where you want to, in a mission mode, where you build Brandon? Okay, the game holds your hand. I've, I've got about five, six hours into the game. I still have no freaking clue what the hell I'm doing, what the game is really about. You got to do mission mode, man. I, I have. And like I said, I, I've got no clue what I'm doing. And the game, I, I don't feel, knows what it is. Hmm. I like the game, but I don't, I don't think it knows what it is. Jeff? Is this going to be a free-to-play? Because everything that I saw... No. It's saying Founders Pack for everything. Okay, that's because, yeah, what it is is it's not free-to-play. Uh, Founders Pack is just if you initially... Early access. Yeah, it's, it's, it gave you early access for a few days, and then so they gave you some bonus stuff. It does have elements on it in the inside of it that's uh, that you find in games like Halo, where you have the, the packs you can buy mm-hmm. to get different cosmetics and things like that and different gear. Uh, but the rec pa- the, like the packs and stuff in the game uh, give they're you... They're pinatas. They're pinatas, yeah, which... <laughs> have a chance to you can hit them and they have an actual chance where they can go silver or they can go gold and you get better gear out of it the gear is very much like a loot shooter very similar to destiny or uh, a mixture of destiny diablo or borderlands um it's you your survival based stuff is that each mission is something that you'll go out you'll have certain things you're supposed to do like you're supposed to either you'll have a, some missions you'll have a timer set and you and your team have to go out and find survivors. You got to rescue the survivors, and then you got to you got to take on, or you got to find these rifts and close the rifts and build a fort around the rift and defend it. And then it becomes like a tower defense game. Brandon, I would say it's more closer to like Command and Conquer mixed with a first person shooter. Yeah, so actually, that's, that's that good. It's, would you say that it's closer to Dungeon Defenders then? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is. It is because it's third person. 
Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, if you play Dungeon Defenders and you enjoy it, I think you'd really enjoy this game. Now, um, it's. I, I've had a ton of fun with it. Um, the character, the character. I say um way too much, but the the character uh, customization and stuff like that is interesting. So you have certain every character that you can play in the game. Uh, they have every all like they have like all races representative, both sexes. Uh, they have different levels of each character that you can get of rarity, and as you level each character up, they have different skill sets. And so their skill sets, as you level them up based on their star rating, you'll start seeing different gear appear on them. So if you get them a second level star, like my my uh, soldier has a bandana around his head. Uh, Brandon, I figured out what the game is like. What? It's Clash of Clans, but on a freaking console. <laughs> Oh jeez! No, seriously, you, it, it'll suck you in. All your money will just disappear because you want to get the stupid ninja or the stupid upgraded uh, battalion or something like that, and all your money is just going to disappear. But you don't have to spend any money. I don't have. To, I have bought. I've gotten so many damn packs without having to spend a single dime. Right, but if you really want that, you know, any little thirteen-year-olds be like, "Mom, Dad, can I have your credit card?" Oh, I told my son, "I'm like, I'll play the game with you," and that's how he got his ninja. But it, it, yeah, it, it, you just you just play the game. It's a premium it. game, but you gotta buy it. I, I, I don't feel that way, but it is it is it is I, I but it is a extremely fun experience. Like it's what it's for they they I was really it's it's this game has changed so much over the six years of development because it started out as hardcore horror. Like they 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 started off animated and then they went to hardcore horror. And then they went back to the animated look, and that's where they stuck with the stylized animation of it. Brandon. Which is why I say they don't know what they are. Yeah. The gameplay was always still the same, though. It's just they they dialed it down and went back to the animated appearance and stuff of it, which was kind of like a... Uh, like a uh, Keyword he just said there was freemium. Like, oh plants, God. except you gotta buy it. Moving so, on. Moving Next on. We got Splatoon okay, no, 2. No, hang on. Let me... Okay. <laughs> Basically, if I had to give the game a rating right now, I would definitely... I, I would I would give the rating... I sunk a shit ton of hours in it. I'm, I'm going to give the rating of 7 because, yes, it's not... What? I do. I like 7. I do like that because it's... it's If a game's good, if I sink hours into it, if I can, if a show's good, if Half-Life I sink hours... Three confirmed. 7 is good, but... 7 is a care bird. That's a Care Bear number. It's like it's not a Care Bear. I like bear. it, but I don't like it. But I lose. Oh no, I love it's like it. Like a very Care Bear number. No, I love. Five and I a half. love the game. I love the game. I have Five had a ton of fun with it. Played with my, like uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Now with all the stuff that they've done, I give Friday the Thirteenth a ten. Like to me, it's a ten because of how much I love that game. So moving on. Oh Jesus! Hang on, hang on. Silver, silver, go ahead. I'm just you know trying to comprehend what Damien just said. That's all. <laughs> Read my article. <laughs> Read my article. <laughs> In other words, she's calling you a Care Bear. I'm yes. not a Care Bear. I love the game, and I love. I go into things based on the time that they put into it. The act, like if they go and they get, if they have, if they put the time in to give the fans what they want, and then actually go in. Yes. Give it a seven. Seven. Solid seven. So somebody could spend a lot of time on something, and it still turn out to be crap, though. Yeah, they could, but I mean, it's, have you seen but, the room? That's like a unicorn fart. All right. So on to Splatoon 2. Um, I finally have a fellow Switch owner 
amongst us, which makes me excited because like I I'm, I feel like I'm on an island, on the Switch Island over here. Um, I really haven't got in a ton into Splatoon two. Uh, I bought it when I came home from a business trip on Friday. My kids played for Friday evening and part of Saturday a little bit. Uh, you, the bummer part is no, local co-op. No, no. None. Really? Like you can't. Hand off, hand off, hand off, hand off, hand off. No wow. local co-op. Which is really kind of garbage because with two kids, like I have a pro controller. I have a, the, the Switch controller. Like it'd be awesome if we could just play together and play Splatoon. But, and the, th- the other thing is, is they were playing against people which already were light levels above you know a seven and a nine year old so they were just getting smoked and it became not fun so we had to switch modes in order for them to get into so for the single player mode and they could hand off to each other i so i honestly haven't had a chance to play yet which i heard the single player mode is pretty good in fact it's better than splatoon one so i'm excited to play it when i get an opportunity i i honestly got it mostly for my kids because it was something besides mario kart because they're obsessed with mario kart to play that in Battle, Battlefront 2, or Battlefront 1, pardon me, because they're excited about Battlefront 2. But this for the Switch, they really, really like that. And Splatoon was was a lot of fun. Uh, the only thing that I didn't care for initially, and I had to help them through, was the fact that the controls were automated. So, like, I literally had to flip the controller up, flip the controller down. Like, it was almost like a joystick, like, almost like a, a Wii Wiimote while I was playing with the controller in order to get it to start. Yeah, the motion sensors, until you made it through the first initial 15 minutes, and then you could cut that off and then switch it to a regular, you know, left-right joystick. But the motion sensor was terrible, and it was not a lot of fun to play with, and it was very difficult for a 7- and a 9-year-old to figure out, especially if you're holding a, a pro controller and you're not trying to move move your fingers. But I, I'll give more of a response on Splatoon 2 when I play it a little bit longer. My kids had fun, but... The local call part would definitely be a bummer if you can't play with more than one person. It's not a lot of fun when you're playing online, especially if you have to go through Nintendo's phone version of a whatever online is, which is a bunch of horseshit. So moving on to a game that I was super pumped about and I played on my business trip. I played Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 Remix. I am in love. Like I, I played one and I played two and I beat both. Um, and I think we talked about it on the previous cast for me to explain what Kingdom Hearts is, is a a 25 minute endeavor because you have to explain a bunch of other games that go along with this. (laughs) This one has, uh, 358 over two. Uh, it also has, um, uh, uh, it has one, it has 1.5. It has 2.5. It has, um, birth by sleep. And I can't remember the other one, whatever was on the DS that is chain of memories and recoded chain of memories. Yeah, Chain of Memories Recoded, which is really nice because you get a chance to play these games in an order. Oh, she has it. Oh, that's so fantastic because I have it too. Uh, what, what, uh, you get, to get a chance to play it in the order that it was meant to play because three, uh, 358 by 2 uh, and uh, Birth by Sleep is actually the first one and then it goes into 1 and then it goes into uh, 358 over 2 and then it goes into 2. So you can play it kind of in that order or you cannot. Kingdom Hearts is a game that if you're – and Damien, you talked about last week being able to hop into 3 – I'm telling you right now, if you do not know the story of Kingdom Hearts, it is very, very difficult to hop Absolutely into that game. Absolutely agree 100%. You will be so, you will be confused. Like, you'll be, it, it really, 
But the it, studio was even saying that this one that you can is a good hopping on point. Uh, it, everybody, every studio is going to say everything is a hop, good hopping on point because they want to sell. Okay, okay, games. touche, touche. Okay. Yeah. So this is Final Fantasy. So Final Fantasy players are very well aware of point nine, point seven, point eight, and they know you know I have to hop in to play this to, in order, to, and this is the backstory. Fi- of this. Final Sa- Fantasy typically is its own storyline. Like, like they only recently started doing that with Final Fantasy. Like, Final Fantasy, it used to be like you would expect that with a sequel, but the only thing you would get from it is you knew you were going to get a Sid in, like, <laughs> every Final Fantasy. You knew Sid was going to appear somewhere. Uh, they came out with the after years for four. Sorry. <laughs> they did do that. Okay. Kingdom Hearts is a very dumbed-down version of Final Fantasy because the summoning and the gameplay is 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 like to me it was i was talking to uh, to silver on discord about it being like a dumbed down version of witcher like it really is like there's a lot of things where you need potions and you need to level up certain items and you need to, to have certain weaponry and you're calling summons and you're using magic and so you have to figure all that stuff out it's a very dumbed down version of it and it adds disney into it which immediately draws attention like everybody's interested in the fact that disney and final fantasy are in this game and so that's why people care about it so much but man does it take a lot to can i alexa raycoria is probably by far of the people that i follow the most into this game and she actually wrote a book for boss fight games on kingdom hearts 2 and about the storyline and how to follow it she was on kind of funny games talking about this and it took her 15 minutes to explain and this is a person who knows exactly what she's talking about the storyline for king Hearts. so for a commoner like myself who's like into it but like very i'm into it but i would guess i would call myself casual versus like where she's at it's just beyond explanation for somebody who's walking in the door yeah it's like you said it's kind of a dumbed down version of a final fantasy game but honestly it's the story is so much more complex than any final fantasy and i've played all but you know one or two, give or take. Because uh, Kingdom Hearts has so many side stories. You can totally miss the side stories on uh, Final Fantasy, like uh, Chronicles and Crystal Chronicles and World of Final Fantasy. Total, you, totally missable as long as you play the main series. But mm-hmm. in also with Final Fantasy, you don't really have to play them in order. You know, you could play 15 without ever playing any other one before but kingdom hearts you can't just dive into two or dive into you recode it it it, the story is it's a reoccurring storyline for everything yeah it's like zelda times a thousand like there's different timelines and different it's it's kind of a funky story but it's really really complex and really deep that's one of my favorite things like one of the most yeah it's probably one of the most anime storylines like it's probably be, why I love honest. it. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird for somebody who doesn't like anime, which is myself. And the thing of it is, is Kingdom Hearts players are Kingdom Hearts snobs, too, because Recoded and Chain of Memories, people are like, that mm-hmm. shit. Like, it, the people who are Kingdom Hearts players are like, yeah, that's nothing. You want to play Birth by uh, Birth by Sleep, and you want to play 358, but no, not really 358. 1, 2, and, and Birth by Sleep can get you by, and you could probably get the storyline. So, like, people are very snobbish about it. Uh, the thing that we learned in... Uh, over d23 was the toy story world we were talking about this on discord there's still there's tangled which is a big deal there's also hercules and big for you uh silver big hero six which is a big deal yeah so those are those are the definites and as we get closer the big thing to me 2018 just giving a release year we all know that 2018 is not real this is not coming out until spring of 2019 
but a window like a year is a window which means we'll probably see this at uh at e3 next year we're gonna get we're gonna get the extended the big extended trailer then they can show another thing at d23 again and then they can tell us oh so we're so sorry this is not coming out then they'll show it at playstation experience and then you'll get the, the version that you really need to get come spring or march when is a typical kingdom hearts release date of 2019 i would assume but man open world and mechs in in kingdom hearts are you kidding me like who, that it was like titanfall with it really kingdom was hearts. it really was you, it looked, you, I, when he looks down at himself and realizes he's an action figure i was just like that's awesome <laughs> and when people say oh those are like toy story graphics like no legit that was a toy was, story character yeah. with toy story graphics in a toy story game like it was bananas it was it was awesome it was like it was woody and it looked just like it did in the film so it yes. was really really cool with the technology was, that we have now it's a, it's mm, totally yeah. possible and it's awesome and we were talking about Marvel characters and Disney character or Marvel characters and um, Star Wars characters hopping into this game. I know Jeff, you didn't feel like it was going to th- be a thing. I don't think it's a thing, but as a summon, I think it's a thing because in in the other two games, you can call upon Simba or not Simba Mufasa and like some other characters, correct? Uh, as as summons, so people that aren't normal characters that are like way way out there, they don't fit the the scheme of the game. But you can call him as a summon for like really quick to do whatever damage. And yeah. I thought like a lightsaber scene or like you know Iron Man coming down with like lasers really fast would be like a really w- good way to integrate them into the game. It, it's really cool. Like I, I think that would be really cool. But I just don't see. I see Disney as Dis, uh, Disney, and then I see Star the Star Wars franchise as Star Wars, and the Marvel as Marvel. I know that they have parts in Disneyland, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're Disney to me. And that that's, that's the only thing that I have. Like I, I like the feel good cartoony thing mixed with the final fantasy. And that's good enough for me. I don't need to see Iron Man and Hulk in it. Well, and it's like Marvel and star Wars weren't created by Disney. So that's why exactly. they're a totally different feel. You know, I was just in Disney world a, a month ago today. So yeah, even to go to the Star Wars par- parts of the park or the Marvel stores, like, it's really cool, but it's almost, ex- aside from parts of the Star Wars stuff in Hollywood Studios, a lot of it feels kind of detached. You go from meeting Mary Poppins to Kylo Ren, and it's 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 a little, it'll throw you off a little bit at first. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know, Silver, you were talking about Moana. Mm-hmm being in this game and, and maybe that would be a really cool world that and maybe would be frozen really cool frozen would be a really great idea and i would that's a no-brainer like if you don't put frozen in this game that's absolutely especially silliness. with the sequel coming i was yes. shocked when they said big hero 6 and uh, you know tears of joy just streaming down my face because that is my favorite but uh that's a really good yeah, frozen i think that would be a great addition and that would really bring in a lot of uh female gamers as well zootopia would be great as well Ooh, good Get one furry community oh nice so, Walmart had a, a, a whoops. <laughs> Last Friday, for an hour, they let the SNES uh, Mini out into the wild for people to pre-order. And not only did it go out in the wild, it crashed Walmart's site. <laughs> and, and, and then it started, then, then the issue started. Was it supposed to be out? And then then you find out it wasn't supposed to be out. And then was Walmart going to keep the pre-orders? And they were like, yeah, we're going to keep the pre-orders for everybody that hit it before the crash. 
And then the hammer came down, I think it was yesterday or today, with the everybody. Everybody who pre-ordered. We're so, so sorry. But that came out way earlier than anticipated, and it wasn't meant to be. So your pre-order is now null and void. I have a theory about this. And my theory is that this was intentional and they were trying to test the waters so that they can go back to Nintendo and say, hey, guess what? An hour's worth of people pre-ordering brought you this. So Send me maybe a metric shit you should, of them. Maybe you should up your, your game. And we're Walmart, so we can afford to do that and give us a whoops. And either we throw out a Walmart gift card or we just so go you know, through two middle fingers and go, yeah, we're Walmart, whatever. I think that Nintendo is going to stick to their guns and keep it limited like they do uh, like they did with the NES. Yeah, they know that people want it. They already know that. So, even if even if Walmart brought that to the table, Nintendo's going to be like, "Yeah, cool. We know." And then just dust it off their shoulders and walk away. It was a big to-do. Like, I mean, there were people that ordered 2 and 3. Like like this is I think what people are anticipating is this going to be the NES, and I don't think it's going to be. I think that that actually the ability to get this, if you want it, is going to be available. Like, I don't feel like this is going to be a Switch situation or a NES Classic. I feel like if you have the opportunity to be anywhere near the internet and have an email address that says, hey, this is going on sale, that you, you're going to have a crack at this. And for us Switch owners, we're going to see this next year mm-hmm. anyway. So any of the games that any of the games that you really want are going to be available. Uh, you're going to get a big surprise with an with whatever Nintendo's next direct is going to be. Hey, by the way, in the fall, all the NES games are going to be for you know available for purchase because they, that's already out. And the next year will be the N64, and then you'll just keep kind of progressing with the Switch as it, as it goes along. So if if you're an NES fan, um, the other opportunity you think Geek had on Tuesday a hidden stash. Think Inc., by the way, owned by GameStop, had a hidden stash of NES classics that they were willing to bundle with, I don't know, Mega Man helmets and other crap for such an extravagant amount of money that the least expensive version of the NES classic that you could purchase was for $149. And that was gone within less than 10 minutes. And then you were starting to pay $200 and $229 for all the other crap to go with an NES classic game that... You could buy again by the end of this end of fall. If you own a Switch, you could own those games. I'm telling you that those games are going to be available. And I'm going to call bullshit if that Star Fox game is not available for Switch owners. That game will be available for Switch owners at some but point. But that was a genius way for Think Geek to get rid of their extra crap that they can't sell before they start bringing in their holiday merch. That's a good call. That really is a good call. I just buy it. Weird. I just buy it on sale at GameStop. And it, or, or, or actually. Actually, uh, that's right. Now, uh, quite a few of the GameStops in Washington have turned over to ThinkGeek stores. And they sell a lot of stuff. So as of next week, um, I don't know what I'm going to really be into. I mean, I know that I'm going to probably be playing more of Kingdom Hearts. I'll be playing a little bit more of Splatoon 2. Again, I was watching my kids play it, so this will be me kind of deep diving into it a little bit more. What's everybody else going to be into? All I've done since I stopped playing the beta is playing Diablo 3, and they had season 11 out. I'm still playing just that, and that's all I'm doing. I'm not even watching TV shows. 
and that's that's something big for me because I usually watch everything. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be uh, playing more Fortnite. Obviously, jumping back into some of the Friday the Thirteenth stuff. With there's a patch coming out for, and then uh, I'm gonna finish up my review for uh, ROKH. Uh, meant to get on that. Haven't had a chance to really spend a lot of time in it into it now, but I found guns, so I'm happy. <laughs> I uh, just picked up the remix edition of uh, Kingdom Hearts yesterday, so that's what I'll be doing for the next uh, so many weeks. I bought uh, Stranger of the Sword, uh, Sword City, or Stranger of Sword City, and it is a game that reminds me of one that I absolutely loved when I was growing up on the Sega Saturn called Shining the Holy Ark, and I'm going to try to dive into that a little bit, see how that goes. Before we hop into Hype Train, how awesome is... Did you play her story, Jeff, or not? Her story? I've played yes. a bit of it. It's it's really... It's interesting. It is effing freaky because of the POV in that game. Yeah. Like, it is... It, it's it's basically... if you It's five ninety nine on Steam. If, if you have not played it, please play it. Basically what it does is it takes a 1980s computer, and you are part of a, of a police station, and the video clips are of a real person. And you're trying to solve a murder mystery with her giving you the clues and telling you her point of view of what happened in the story. It's freaky as hell. It's scary. Like, I like there were parts of it where it was kind of like, I, it, it made your stomach, like, I felt awkward. Like, I'm watching a police clip of their interrogating this person and asking her questions. So you get to choose what questions are asked of her. And that's how you're able to figure out the mystery. And you have to keep going back and forth. It, it plays for a while if you don't know what you're doing, but it's really, yeah. really good. And it is it, I, I, maybe a five-hour game at most, I would say at most. But you get to type in questions. You type in a word, like a, a, and then it, it brings up a question, so then you can ask that question. And then she tells you a little bit more of the story. Is she telling the truth? Is she telling a lie? What parts match? What parts don't match? Part of the story, it's unbelievable. It happened two years ago when, my in, when I moved in with my in-laws when we moved up here to Connecticut. So like, that was what I did for like th three or four nights with, and I had my PC and just myself in this little lap, like this little screen. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to people. I just want to play. Yeah. And that game was f***ing awesome. Well, it doesn't even tell you where to, where to start. It gives you, what, no, it, gives it doesn't. You, so you have to just search a word and that's how mm -hmm. you start the game. Th yeah. So everybody yep. starts out differently de depending on the word that you pick. Like, I think I picked kill. And mm -hmm. and just tried that and saw. And then it brings up like six six video clips of the mm -hmm. word "kill" in the video. Yeah, she says the word "kill" in the video. So then you watch the clip, and then you're like, okay, well, sh she did this. Okay, what other word can I look up? And then you look at the word like "die," and then there's like six clips that come up with the word "die" or four clips that come up with the word "die." Does it match the word with the "kill" or does it not match the word? Mm -hmm. Is the story the same story? Is it not the same story? Is she talking about a different point in the story? You got like and a notebook sitting right next to you, so you. Can I take did. Notes the whole I time. literally, I literally timestamped yeah. and was like writing shit down. The reason why we brought it up is the is the uh, director of this game is coming out with another game in the same like vain but like a different story so like i'm super excited about it like beyond excited about it so you guys talking about this game reminds me of uh, an mmo that actually just came out with a freemium version which is called legends which is the secret world and that game was when it came out you had to like check around things and like you'd be trying to solve a mission and it would give you like a timer or, or something, and you'd have to look, you'd see a clock, and then the clock, and you'd find writing. And then you would actually have to tab out on your screen and go 
to your the internet and go to a website and they had websites built for oh, yeah. like stuff in in the game. So you're doing all these these things to accomplish a mission. It was so good, but problem was is is that I mean it's still around, but it just didn't it came it was a before its time kind of thing. Jeff? I've noticed a huge resurgence in these kind of like uh novel or like uh story centric uh games coming out. Like you have Emily is away on Steam. You have uh, you have her story. There's another one that's out that's kind of like a a mixture of the two, where you're talking to a a streamer, and uh, I guess she is like uh, dealing with depression, and so you're trying to help her with that. Then uh, Dream Daddy just came out, which is. It, it it's hilarious. Uh, I suggest anybody just go and check it out and just watch some let's plays of it because it, it looks like really heartwarming and stuff. But it's uh it's really nice to kind of see this resurgence of just like in depth storyline where people are just learning things about the story and having to dive deep into it to actually play the game. It's great. Mm-hmm. Did any of you guys ever play Phantasmagoria? Oh yeah, yeah. Weird. I didn't like it. I was young. I was too young, too young to play it. Okay, now you make me feel old because I was in high school when I played mm-hmm. it. But... I I was not. I was not in high school. <laughs> I, aren't okay. you like five years older than me? I'm thirty five. Yeah, you're six years older than me. So yeah. <laughs> I, t- I I talked to Kyle Sweeney uh, or Seely uh, about Emily Emily is alone too at PAX East. Uh, he was there. He was at the indie booth and. It was so funny because he tweeted out, like, anybody who plays, you know, or demos Emily is Alone 2 can get their name in the game. So, oh, like, nice. my name is in the, my name is in the game somewhere on Emily is Alone 2 from playing it. And it was a lot of fun. Like, I got to bullshit with him for a little bit and super down to earth. And I was like, hey, did you come up with this game prior to? He was like, it just, it was a thought process when we came up with Emily is Alone to, that there was always going to be, like, this extension of that. And it was, I was telling you, there's, like, a fake internet with, like, fake like when you type in words it shows it like it's google but then like if you type in it it shows like real video clips from like yahoo and shit that's like these i like music videos and like animals of or clips of animals like killing other animals and stuff oh, and so the typing back and forth was like it was just so intimate with the conversation about like what music i liked and what stuff i was interested in and then the person responding back to whatever I said was like so it felt like I was talking to another person so it was really really good and it was all after a quote by him and like Greg Miller had posted a quote like hey he said that if you showed up at his thing so I'm like well crap I don't I have like two hours to kill let me find him and I I literally was searching around the indie booth found him and not only did I get to play the game but I got to talk to the developer it was like wow this is awesome he was like again really really down to earth guy it was super fun to play and um yeah Emily alone. Emily is alone too. Is really really cool. Um, so let's head into the hype train. So Naughty Dog is getting super high praise for Uncharted: Lost Legacy. Um, originally, when Lost Legacy came out, everybody had the interpretation that it was going to be just like The Last of Us, um, the extended cut of The Last of Us. And you were only going to get a four to five hour extended play. But this is a, a singled out uh, game on into its own. So if you put Lost Legacy 
people would say that this is a, a freestanding, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to put hours on it because Naughty Dog has not put hours on it. But guesstimates are around the 12 to 15 hour range. This is the first, and I put in air quotes, open world Naughty Dog game because you have the ability to play this however you'd like. So whatever where, whatever area you go into, the storyline will be different for every person depending on what mission you go on, yet it still is able to connect and, and kind of be the same. Anybody who purchased Uncharted with the extent anything that had to do with dlc got this for free i feel almost guilty for the fact that i get this for free like it's kind of unfair the fact the fact that i paid 20 x dollars for this game but the praise for this i don't feel guilty at all (laughs) and august is a perfect time for this to come out this is right before all the big guns and everybody will be talking about it it'll resonate with people if they like it and you can talk about it in three to four months when it comes time game of the year yeah, I, had, I don't have much uh, experience with the PlayStation since uh, the last PlayStation title or like PlayStation that I owned was a PS2, and okay. so I haven't been on three or four uh, except at friends' houses, and so I know about the Uncharted series, but I've never really touched it. So. I know that it's a great game and the mocap and everything is just great in it. Like the actors actually act out all the scenes since the third one. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Yep. And so it's amazing. It's an amazing game. Naughty Dog has always been on their game with their stuff. I'm sure that the people that have played it are really exciting, but it just sucks. Like the exclusivity, we miss out on games like that unless you have the system. And it's hard when you don't have 400 bucks to just toss towards every system out there and getting a good computer and all that to actually just be able to play anything. I've said this on more than one occasion. The reason why I own a PS4 is because of the last of us. That was the reason why I bought my PS4. Um, and it was well worth the, 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 the cost. And I know that everybody can afford it. And so I, I completely appreciate that for me personally, the cost of the PS4 just to play The Last of Us was worth it to me. The storyline blew me away. It actually pushed me away from games for about a month and a half after playing that game because everything else that I played after that didn't give me that emotion, didn't give me that feel. And anything since then, I kind of you, I kind of hold up to that as far as story is concerned. And I know, Silver, you said you were a story person. For me, The Last of Us is, that's the mountaintop for me as far as story is concerned because I felt to the point where I, my eyes were watering at the end of The Last of Us, and I don't do that in games. So for a personal kind of uh, horrific reason, I have not... I can't say I haven't played The Last of Us. I can never get f- play longer than about two hours, so that's about all I've... That first like room where you have to like get around the clickers, that's as far as I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. But I do understand buying a P- PlayStation 4 just for one title. I just bought mine last year. Um, in preparation for Persona 5, and it was worth it. Yeah, Persona 5 is definitely a good game. Um, I mean, I that's got... that's how I got I got uh, I got my PlayStation 3 as a Christmas present, but I got it for uh, SOCOM when it was coming out, and then a week after it launched, PlayStation got hacked and was down for two and a half months. So that kind of put a sour taste in my mouth, and I haven't had a PlayStation yeah, since. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So Tiny Games, uh, independent horror game, Hello Neighbor beta is available for pre-purchase for customers. The alpha has been available. I played Hello Neighbor when I was at PAX West. 
Uh, and then east, I, uh, east, east, east. No, no, PAX West. South? Yeah, or PAX South. PAX South. I'm so sorry. PAX South. I'm already thinking to ahead. I played at PAX South. Uh, we got to go to their, their indie booth, which, by the way, is, like, crazy. Their booth is always... It, you can tell it from a mile away. You can tell it at PAX East, too. It has the really big orange, and you can see the sign that says, you know, uh, Tiny Games. So I got a chance to play Behind Closed Doors with um, Hello Neighbor. It was fun, but it was PC only. And so for me, it was really difficult because I'm not a PC player. Like, I own a PC and, it, and can play games on it, but it's just not my cup of tea. So for this to be a game, it was really hella hard. Like, this guy spotted you from a mile away. You could be hiding under something, and this guy finds you, and then all of a sudden he just runs after you, and you're like, crap, there's the damn neighbor again. And then you start from the outside. So very difficult game, but really, really fun. And Tiny Games has got a lot of stuff on their plate where they're hitting game after game after game. There was a game that that uh, played on the Switch that we were that we were all interested in, and I'm trying I'm blanking on the name now as we go through. So I'll let somebody else speak, and I'll I'll, I'll think of it. I uh, I've actually been following um, this game for a little while since uh, it was announced, just because I like horror games, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny that you mentioned that it's so easy for the neighbor to spot you. It kind of makes me think of that movie Don't Breathe, except the guy's not blind. But uh, I, knew, I do know that they're going to be at PAX West, so that's uh, cool to know that their booth is pretty neat. But, uh, Jeff? What's really cool about uh, Hello Neighbor is that it's not the type of horror game that you're used mm-hmm. to because everything's lit up. You can see really everything. You go into this house that is basically just like a fun house that this guy just has a bunch of random crap everywhere, at least from what I've seen. And this is like really, really early alpha stuff. And you are running around and just out of nowhere, he'll be there. And he's a goofy looking dude. You shouldn't be scared of him. Uh, just the animation style of everything isn't the scariest. It, it's just that he can sneak up on you. And then as soon as he catches you, you're done. It's like a very well lit version of Slender. Yeah, exactly. The game that I was thinking about that's on Switch is Mr. Oh, Shifty. Okay. So Tiny Games is, is involved in a lot of stuff. They're they're a big independent developer. Yeah, like Five Hundred Five games. They're yeah, they're, they're I love Five Hundred Five. They have a speedrunner. Their speedrunner game is really good too. Like they have a speedrunner game that's re- a oh, lot yeah. of fun. Are you like, talking they, about speedrunners? Yes. Like, yeah, I yeah, yeah. love speedrunners. We need to yeah. get like four of us playing that because I think we would have a lot of fun. That would be fun. I'm I'm <laughs> always eunuch, so. Wait, you're always a eunuch? Yep. I knew something was wrong. Okay, Varys. <laughs> I know. I have so a Phil Spencer. Higher pitch. <laughs> Phil Spencer has tweeted out um, that everything is on schedule for the Xbox One X and pre-orders are going to be available soon. If I had to guess. I would say you're going to find out this information at Gamescom. No, you're going to find this information out at August 31st at their event that they're hosting the day uh, before PAX West. I already know that. Oh, well, so then you're leaking something that nobody else is supposed to know right now. No, that's not a leak. That's actually... It's quite controlled. It's being announced at August 31st uh, at their uh, fan fan fair. And I will be at that event. Fantastic. Actually, so, we probably will be uh, we'll probably be all be able to be there because uh, Chris, depending on what time your flight is going to arrive. True, true. Um, are we going to be pre-ordering 
like that day? Are we able to do that over our phone, or are we going to watch everybody else pre-order? I, I think they're going to just announce the pre-order date on that. But day. if it is that date, my GameStop loves me, and all I have to do is call. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Credits plus Xbox plus game money equals. So the Sims Four has been announced for Xbox One and PS Four. What does that mean? Uh, I know Silver. This was your. This was something you were super. Yeah, excited as about. a girl, I can't help but be a Sims fan. Um, they just announced it earlier today, and I thought it was interesting because um, when I pull my Xbox app on Windows Ten, it The Sims Four is listed, and I thought that was interesting because it's an origin game, and so I wasn't really surprised by the announcement. But what did surprise me? is in the past, the PC and the console versions of the games were totally opposite. They look almost like it's going to be the exact same game. Uh, so I'm hoping maybe there'll be some like cross-play between the Xbox One and the uh, and uh, Windows 10, like there are with uh, you know Gears of War and some of the other titles. I'd be okay. With, I'd be cool with that. I feel like every time that they port it over uh, to... A console it's a dumbed down version and so i hope that they don't do that with uh sims 4 maybe maybe this will be a time where it's actually pretty on par with the uh pc version that's why i was pretty surprised to see the uh uh the trailers it does it looks like the pc version which I'm, i've got 30 like 3000 hours in the game so my husband makes fun of me for that. So what are the expansions like? Because I bought it for my wife, and she she loved The Sims 3. She spent so much time on that, and as soon as The, the Sims 4 came out, she played it for probably an hour, and then was like, nope, can't do it, return it. So I think I'm the she... only one that liked The Sims 4 base game. Uh, the expansions are pretty good. There's a lot of, like, minor expansions. Uh, they're, like, $20 game packs. Uh, those are pretty cool. Um, they did this last January, I believe it was. They finally added uh, toddlers to the, like, age lineup. So uh, that added a huge amount of gameplay. Damien? Yeah, for sure. Anybody remember Sims yes. Online? No. Like, oh, I loved I, I loved it. Sims I Online. Like, I was so sad when they got rid of that. Like Sims Online, I feel like they could rejuvenate that without it being a monthly subscription game, and it's just have it and have. Isn't it? Well, yeah, it basically is, and that is how I met. Anyway, yeah, basically it is. Now a lot of except there's a lot of things that go on in Second Life that now uh, uh, something else you probably don't know. Um, I am actually an admin on the largest Sims group on Facebook. We have about forty-five thousand uh, members right now, and. Uh, Oh. A new version of The Sims Online is requested uh, and talked about a lot by fans. That that well, would be Maxis cool. Is I mean, even trying to make thing uh, things anymore? Uh, um, yeah, it is made by Maxis still. Or again, okay. I should say, because Maxis didn't do The Sims Three. Oh, really? In interesting fact: uh, an ex girlfriend of mine's uncle is the comedian that does the voices for all the uh, male <laughs> That's Sims. awesome. Dig dig. Speaking right Simlish. I've been playing the games for nice, 14 nice. years, so Simlish is almost like a second language. Dig, dig. 
Damien you, you, it's interesting because it's part part of it is Portuguese. <laughs> I'm impressed, Brandon. Hey, Bataski J, Bataski J, Blorn. I I've been actually I played Sims Two and Sims Three. Um, I let my daughter take over Sims Four, so she plays the ever living crap out of it. So I've owned every single Sims game and expansion it is, since Sims Two. It's so much fun. Like The Sims is just a fun game. For some reason. I, I couldn't stand the game. Yeah. Really? But I like building houses in yeah, the when game. When I say... So that's all I would do. I would just build a house and then destroy it and build When I say one. I'll play pretty much any genre, I mean it. <laughs> so speaking of which, there's another rumor that's coming oh, out. Oh, yes. Uh, today, um, uh, I believe it was Persona Community on Facebook was talking about how... Back around the time um, Persona 5 came out in the States, Atlas... Um, purchased a multitude of domains under, you know, uh, P6, P, A, just, just, just acronyms. But there's now a rumor of a PQ2 for the Nintendo 3DS. A PQ2? That would be interesting, especially for the 3DS, because the 3DS is dying. So... The will, the fact that they're willing to put this on there could be a last. Have you played um, Persona Q on the 3DS? I it have not. It is like a chibi version of uh, it's a combination of uh, Persona Three and Four, and so they're like mm-hmm. these little cute little cartoon versions. But uh, the dungeon system is different. It's based on another game. I cannot think of the name right now, but it's more of a dungeon crawler than an RPG, and it's actually surprisingly. Okay really good and i'm curious with a sequel if it would just be persona 4 persona 5 or if it would be uh, all three of them together um but i'll definitely pick it up again because i ended up getting the special edition it came with a ds case and a soundtrack and all that stuff i would be willing to buy something like that again for a sequel especially with the persona 5 characters because i adore them persona got its second life on it did I mean, Persona Golden was the reason why Persona is what it is right now. So it's it's made for handheld. The fact that it isn't on the Switch is amazing, right? Now. I mean, I get that it's it's PlayStation exclusive, but like Atlas needs to think about the fact that the Switch is now in four point seven five million owners, right? And so this would be a perfect game to transition over to Nintendo at some point and say, okay, we don't have exclusivity. Let's start funneling this out to other people. Now, there is actually a strong uh, base of games like this. Uh, from Persona, the other one, uh, the other game that is kind of in that same that same space is Shinigami Tensai. That's actually and what Persona is a spinoff of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Shinigami Tensai has so Bless many you. different types <laughs> uh, of games that have come through the DS. Sorry, I had something in my nose. Most oh. of the uh, <laughs> SMT games are on the 3DS. Um, the latest one, uh, SMT4 Apocalypse, just came out within the last, I don't know, eight or nine months, and it's on the 3DS. And so it's not like Atlas is exclusive with Sony, and especially because, like I said, Persona Q is on the 3DS. So it would be really nice to see... Um, Anything for the Switch, even like another Dancing All Night type title, which I will admit is the only game I have ever platinumed on. I'm not ashamed to say that. I think the only game I've ever platinumed on was on the 360, or not platinum, it 
it's just mm-hmm. maxed out on gamer score was uh peter jackson's okay King so Kong. i don't feel so bad anymore but uh, you were talking about uh how golden revived mm-hmm. the series the golden's the only reason i own a vita yeah persona 5 was a, was an yeah. amazing game or persona 4 pardon me sir golden three was, a, was, three was actually it was really good too that's what brought people mm-hmm. brought it into the spotlight in the first place was three uh, because one and two were completely different. They were like I remember two. You were following a detective, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was it. And then they decided with three to go into the high school genre, and make it a life sim plus that uh, that because I don't think that Persona Two was a life sim. It was not. It was kind of more like. It was kind of like Parasite Eve, but mm-hmm. with demons instead of basically. Uh, anything. Sorry, I love Parasite Eve. That you, you just you you spoke my language there. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, Persona Three is what turned the uh, series around, and I've got a love hate relationship with Persona Three, um, mostly. And I know a lot of people are going to give me hell for this. Um, I don't like the characters very much. I think they're very just there's very little character development. I don't like how none of them even like each other. Like that drove me insane mm-hmm. the entire time I played it. Um, but it did open up a lot of doors for four and five which are in my you know top three favorite games of all time it's gotten better and better every time that they've come out with one from Mm -hmm. what i've heard like it just keeps it keeps getting better it's not like oh that was meh it they just keep improving and that's great to hear i'm surprised there isn't a rise from the community to have a version of persona 5 like persona 5 red or persona 5 yellow or i mean there's golden for ps people are already talking about it there's got to be there needs to be something else which is basically just an extent it's it's also almost like a remix version it it adds extra uh, that's what they did with golden or yeah Uh, it added uh the beach scene or no, not the beach scene. It no, yeah, it added the beach. It added skiing. It added um, a couple other major scenes and uh, a whole new character with a whole, with a dungeon. Uh, Marie, she was not in the original PlayStation Two version. Uh, if for those, I won't spoil. But for those who have played Persona Five, you know there is a disappearance, and a lot of people are hoping that maybe a golden version will bring. Like, it brings shed some light on on what exactly happened. Sure, I'm definitely on board sure. with that. So finally, we're going to talk about uh, a mocap actor that potentially leaked uh, GTA. Oh, yeah. So an, an, a, a mocap actor that was on uh, Red Dead Redemption Two uh, supposedly was on a site um, that also talked about him having mocap on GTA Six. Now he vehemently denies it, says that it was somebody else that put it up and that he's done nothing else besides work on GTA uh, 5 as well as Red Dead Redemption 2. However, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. So it could be a kid, could be just somebody just messing with this dude, or it could be the fact that he accidentally slipped and he's really into, you know, he's he's really in GTA 6. Either case, uh, a lot of people are super excited. GTA has, has said that intrinsically they will only be on a multiplayer game and it's only going to be online. There's nothing else that can stop that from now until heaven. Uh, you like, that's it. That's all they're going to do. So single, if you want to play single story, player story, oh. good luck. You're either going to play as multiple protagonists or you're going to play online. That just it. lost so, me right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not, see, I'm, I'm all, but see, I'm the opposite. I'm all about like, like I like, I like single player storylines, but, 
I prefer playing multiplayer games. Like I have, because I want, you know, MMOs and stuff like that spoiled me. And then having the hybrids, being able to play with my buddies and everything, though that that type of thing. Like Red Dead Redemption is my all time, like probably my all time favorite game. Jeff, you had to, you had, are you heading up? Yeah, for for GTA, it's just for me, it's just too long of a game. I just don't have that kind of time. I wish I had the amount of hours to play. See, GTA. and I loved the story mode, but I absolutely hate GTA Online. I don't like that, you know. I I can't step out of my car without getting blown up by some other douche that's online. Okay, yeah, yeah that does happen a lot, but you can actually do. But the nice thing is, if you have friends to play it, you can actually go into a private match of GTA Online, so you still get to do all this, all the missions, all that stuff, just with See, your friends. Yeah, with your friend, and then you can, then you can be mad at that. Douche. I will admit, though, I'm a very antisocial gamer. So when it comes to multiplayer, it's usually Call of Duty or it's usually an FPS. I don't do a whole lot other than that. Final Fantasy fourteen when back when I uh, before I bought a house and could actually afford the subscription that I was really into. But I again I played with friends and not strangers. But so multiplayer is not really my thing. That'll change, <laughs> <laughs> but but the the uh, the question I was gonna have with that is, and I totally freaking lost it. I lost my oh, my question. Well. <laughs> so so we're gonna assume that you're gonna remember that question next episode. Yeah. Uh, and Fouts? Uh One last thing: uh, Destiny Two beta for PC is dropping on August 28th, and the PC specs have been revealed. The recommended is a Core i5-2400 or a Ryzen R5-1600X with a really cheap graphics card um, for the recommended. Now, the minimum, which is actually very surprising, is a Core i3-3250 or an AMD FX-4350. Yeah, they want this They want this to be able to be, to be, able to walk in this game. They don't want to keep anybody out. So whatever they have to do to load the graphics, which then says how much they're maxing these Xbox One Xs and PS4 Pros to get them to be pumping out everything that they're pumping out for on an, on an i3 processor that is working for a but PC. But the, the problem with that is, is GPU. The minimum required GPU is a either a Radeon HD 7850, which is a 2GB card, or an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 660, which is also a 2GB card. I don't see why they can't do 4K on either of them. On right. PS4 Pro or the um, Xbox One X. That's crazy. Just looking at the minimum specs for the PC, it doesn't add up to me. I, now, I could be wrong. Um, RAM, I'll tell. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be testing this out on PC, so I'll let you guys know. All right, so that wraps us up for the game on uh, portion of our show. So, Fouts, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me editing and cutting and pasting and a few other things, and on Twitter at bfouts82. Hi, my name is Jeff Berry. You can find me at on Twitter at thejeffberry. You can also find me on the Nerdentials podcast and here. Uh, we'll be putting TLDW, like I said on the other, on the other cast on the NDQ, and yeah, that's about it. Damien, where can people find you at? You can find me at Mr. Damien Nash on Twitter, all one word, 
and uh, Manning Geekologist Radio Twitter minus T for character restrictions. All one so, word. Fantastic. Silver, where can people I'm find I'm on you? Twitter as SilverSoulX10, and you can always check me out on Rectify Gaming with the podcast or uh, reviews and articles. Awesome. And for uh, my name is Christopher. You can find me at Two Wolves, T-W-O-W-O-L-V-Z-Z, on Twitter, Facebook, and pretty much anything else. Uh, for Ninja Pancake and Geekologist Radio, we are Yowts. Yeah.